Hello, my name is Sam Breakgear and welcome to The Loudspeaker, your PR and marketing podcast from Publicize, specialist in PR and digital communications. Here, you will learn how to build an effective communication and growth strategy for your business with advice from a variety of experts. Plan ahead and mitigate the damage. People started following me because of that. That's one of the main ways I've gotten us in the big name publications. You need to write it as if it's an email going from you to a friend. You can kind of maximize your ad dollars there. With this show, alongside our free online resources, you will learn how to take the right steps so your business will gain more recognition online, convert more leads to sales, and build greater trust among prospects, clients, and investors. In today's episode, we'll be looking at PR for tech startups based on our guide, PR for tech startups, a how-to strategy guide. To explore this topic, we are joined by Matt Storman, co-founder and CEO of Mobibi, a platform that combines the power of collective content with data-driven automation, allowing the flexibility to design, deliver, and perfect a high-impact content marketing strategy. From today's discussion, you will learn about the content challenges for tech startups, how listeners can develop an effective content strategy for their tech startups, and some examples of common tech jargon explained. And if you like this episode, some other The Loudspeaker episodes you should listen to are how to produce content that turns leads to sales, how to engage your customers with interactive marketing, and KPIs to measure digital marketing. A little background on myself. I'm an ex-digital agency founder I spent about 12 years running a digital agency focused on demand generation for tech startups. And during that time, when we saw a shift and content and social media became a much bigger part of the marketing stack, we found that difficult being uh, data-driven search guys. We didn't have the creativity uh, that was required to do social really well for a tech startup. And as we were going through this, we looked at it and said, why can't we have more people participate in the content strategy? And that led us to creating Mobibi, which we call a collective content platform. Now what Mobibi does is it empowers more people to participate in a content strategy. And if you think about it, in today's day and age, everyone's a content creator. So as brands or startups, why do we limit input when everyone can contribute? So we thought, what if we enable mass participation and gamify the experience? And this led to Mobibi, which is the collective content platform. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited to have you on here and talk about our topic, which is PR for tech startups. Now, my first question to you, Matt, is like regarding content challenges. What are the content challenge? What are the content challenges for tech startups, and how can they be overcome? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, it's funny. I I did this for uh, tech startups for 12 years at the at the agency, and I'm now a a startup myself. So I'm I'm having the same challenges that I'm gonna to speak to today, which are three things, frequency, relevancy, and amplification. So let me break down each one of those. Frequency is about how often you're publishing content. Relevancy is about catching current trends, 
taking a position on a topic. And then amplification is really about um, promoting your blog. It's not really a set and forget uh, channel. And there's different ways to promote it, which you can do across social channels. So frequency, relevancy, amplification, to overcome these, uh, creating more content, you can involve more team members in your content creation. Uh, relevancy, look at trending topics, cite high profile sources. And then amplification, once you create your, your long form content that you post to your blog, you should be promoting it across all of your social channels. Now you can do this for free with your posts, but if you find one post or one blog topic that's getting high engagement, um, it's really easy and cost effective to spend $10 to boost that specific post. Now, I have to say, I really love what we're talking about and what you say there, what you said there makes absolute sense. You know, sometimes on these episodes, I will admit, I have no idea what I'm talking about <laughs> in the sense <laughs> that if we have an episode on like PPC, or I don't know, we have an episode on like white papers. I really don't have much experience in that. And I say that at the beginning of the episode, I say like, hey, I'm a novice. So like anyone listening to this is a novice. We're in the same boat. But as a content creator for Publicize, I completely get what you're saying. And that makes absolute sense. Um, so I, I really love this conversation. Now, I would love to hear your opinion on how can our listeners develop an effective content strategy for their tech startups. First, I'll echo my sentiment above, but additionally, I think one of the, one of the bigger mistakes that are made is uh, someone spends, you know, four, eight hours creating a great blog post, and then they, they send that link out, they promote it on, you know, let's say Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and then they move on to the next one. So if you think about the speed at which social media moves, um, posting your blog to social one time is simply not enough. So the first thing to do is once you create your blog post, you'll be promoting it multiple times to the same channel. So a basic recommendation or formula that we've developed is for each blog post, you're going to promote it three times per channel. That's one time AM, one time afternoon, and one time PM. Now, if you run this on a three-week cadence, the next thing you know, as you're creating more blog content, your social channels become a huge source of information. Each week, you're sending links to a new post, but also resurfacing an existing post. Because if you think about it, I mean, let's be real. Who sets out on Twitter to follow a B2B tech startup, right? It's, it's very difficult. And, and my take for B2B tech startups, social is about discovery, not audience building. So your goal with your social posts is really to drive awareness and then clicks to the property that you own and driving those users to a sign up, whether that be for your product, newsletter, or any way to capture their information. Now, Saying that about um, the process, the next question is, how do we increase the frequency? Um, and that's where we get into the collective concept. 
Now, if you're one, you know, let's say you're a small team of five people, um, involve everyone on the team in the content strategy. So what I like to do is encourage participation, even if someone is not in the marketing department. It could be an engineer talking about a new stack or a new language and that you're using in your platform. And by doing this, you get more diversity and you find out which audiences you can really engage in your strategy. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the adoption of new technology today is usually someone who's in the day-to-day sees a new tool and recommends it to someone at the exec level. So it's not always your, your end buyer who's gonna be first uh, made aware of the product you're selling. So think about that. And then the last thing is don't overcommit in the beginning. Um, a lot of times people say, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to do my content strategy and we're gonna do four blog posts per month and 56 social posts and you, you get excited. Month two comes, you're dragging. So start for the first 90 days, start with a small commitment, one or two blog posts a month and uh, promoting those across social. After 90 days, look at how much time it's taking and then see if you can ramp it up. I mean, the ideal mix is one blog post per week and then 12 social posts per week. And as a startup, if you can commit to that cadence, that's a great content strategy for starting up. That sounds like a good balance for sure. Now, I do wanna know, like with regards to the blog that you mentioned, how can a company's blog be used as an industry and thought leadership tool for tech startups? Okay, so yeah, great question. Echo what I said above, uh, but the most, the most important thing you can do when you're creating your blog and, and trying to elevate the awareness of it is think about who on your team can contribute. Now your, your sales and marketing team, of course, they're gonna write marketing content, but what about having your CTO write about technical concepts or your CFO write about SaaS accounting. The more you can become a resource, the faster you'll become a vendor. I like that. And I like the fact that you're thinking of being a resource first, because I think that's one of those things, which is, is one of the most important rules within PR, regardless of that's your own media or you're trying to go out there and get earned media or even in the sense of paid media, like uh, being a resource or being offering something of value is uh the most important like first step before just selling your product or selling whatever it is that you're trying to get out there so i i definitely think that's some good advice build a robust communication strategy for your business using publicizer's digital resources from toolkits to templates our resources are available to everyone and anyone just like this podcast to scale and grow your business today visit our guides at publicize.co slash guides and be sure to follow the loudspeaker wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. I would love to know, like, can you explain how our listeners can use SEO, content marketing and social media marketing for their B2B startups? Yeah, so uh, it's funny when you asked about SEO, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. It's something I've been practicing for 15 years. And, you know, as I look more at how it's evolved and, and the things that are going on in the industry, the more I, I think about the, 
you know, the startup founder who's, who's, you know, seeing organic and SEO is a great way to grow your business. Maybe they're bootstrapped um, and they need to earn free traffic. So what I'm going to recommend um, in this segment is, is more for the, the startup, the bootstrappers, the people who are really trying to, to capture that free traffic without a large budget. And with that being said, the first thing you want to do is what I call tick the SEO 101 boxes. Now, what does that mean? First and foremost, you're going to grab your Google My Business listing. You're going to fill that out, add your maps, connect your accounts. Next, you're going to verify your site with Google Search Console, and that's going to help Google index your site. Um, and last but not least, you're going to set up profiles in relevant directories. You know, I think a good thing for startup founders to do is go to Google and to search um, how they think their customers would search and then look at the results and see if there's any open directories that are ranking in the first page, something like G2 Crowd or Captera, and then go in and fill out. Most of them have a free profile option. Fill out your profile, get your, your tech startup listed. And then what happens is, is, is you get uh, capture more awareness and discovery. And that's kind of, when I think about SEO, you know, search engine optimization, I really, I really like to say it's discovery optimization. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to be discovered wherever that is, whether that be in search, whether that be in a directory, whether that be on social media, it's all about being discovered. So the last and final thing I would say in that 101 box is use the Google PageSpeed Insights tool. Um, it's a free tool. You put your site in and they run an analysis and they tell you exactly what needs to be fixed and they give you a score. And what I would say is go to that site and continue trying to improve your score. Um, and with that, make sure that you're focused on mobile because you can, you can analyze your mobile version and your desktop version. Now, given that in this day and age, most sites are mobile first indexing with Google, you wanna make sure your mobile version scores really well. And then, you know, the last thing is um, obviously create great content. Um, it, it, you know, it's not about super high level advanced SEO tactics, great content, promote it via social, measure engagement, find out what topics, what themes are resonating, and then branch off those high engagement topics and then continue your frequency and your amplification. So it's not, it's not some big mystery. There's not a silver bullet you're gonna crack. It's about consistency, frequency, and then making sure you get SEO 101 um, knocked out in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's a f fair point that you made that like there's no silver bullet. The truth is, it, it does take a lot of work to produce all this and it's not just like a lot of work which you're done and then like uh, you can just <laughs> i don't know dust your hands off and you're finished like you said there's the frequency so to really like have that competitive edge you do need to have that drive to to put out good content frequently like you said and it's a, it is a full-time job but it's worth it i definitely think the the fruits of this labor are worth it indeed
Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting that you say that because one of the, the guiding principles behind Mobibi, the platform we created, and this collective content concept was because frequency is really difficult. As a startup founder myself, I have tasks and projects and fires to put out every day. So finding time to sit down and write content was really difficult. And this isn't um, something that's unique to startups or bootstrapped companies. I mean, I see this happening with Fortune 500 companies um, with our agency. And so the easiest thing to do is, is to get more people involved in creating content. And when we were looking out in the market, we didn't see an application or a tool that allowed us to do collective or group participation. And then the second thing was, is, uh, you know, the question is why would people participate? I mean, they've got their own jobs, their own um, deadlines. And so what we did is we gamified the platform. And what we, we've seen success with clients using the platform is they do small competitions, rewards. Um, we have a client doing an intro to summer, month-long campaign in June. They have 10 people contributing content. They all score points. And the winner of that contest gets a $100 gift card to Amazon. And not only is it producing great content, it's actually uplifting internal employee engagement because there's that fun, competitive excitement. So, you know, frequency is really important. Um, find a way to involve more people, turn it into a fun contest, and then you'll reap great results. Yeah, that's one of those golden win-win scenarios there. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Now, um, this is my last question to you on today's topic, uh, but I'd love to know what are some examples of common tech jargon and can you translate them for our audience? Yeah, uh, we, we love tech jargon. Um, I'm going to pull out two, uh, two jargon terms that relate to our conversation today and they are um, anyone that's done SEO might know these. It's BERT and eat. Um, as a startup founder, if you're doing research on how to do SEO, you're going to find these two terms come up and they're, they make SEO sound incredibly complex. And for example, BERT, that's B-E-R-T, is bi-directional encoder representations from transformers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is that? You know, it's, it's complex way of saying it's natural language processing. So write your content um, in a natural way. But when you're, do, when you're learning how to do SEO and you're researching and someone says, Oh, you've got to, you've got to, you know, remember Bert uh, and you got to do this and it's this. And it's like, you know what, just write content in a natural language. That's what Bert is. And then there's E, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Now, this one's a little bit more relevant. So expertise is know the material you're writing about. Um, authoritativeness is within your content site or link to industry experts. And then trustworthiness is reviews, mentions, listings, um, 
basically showing that you're out on the internet. One of the reasons earlier I said grab your your um, G2, your Captera, and your Google My Business is because trustworthiness um, is based a lot on reviews. So if you get your directory listings, then you can start capturing your reviews and that helps increase the trustworthiness of your brand. Um, but EAT is really, a, a, you know, again, a complex way of saying, um, write valuable content, serve your audience, and then you'll be rewarded for that. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to explain that because I'm not going to lie, before those explanations, I was lost completely. So yeah, yeah I think um, us uh, commoners that are not in the, these kind of tech jargon bubbles definitely need some uh, clear explanations like that to help keep up. But those are my questions today. Um, the only other question I've left for you, Matt, is if people want to keep up with uh, what you're doing and hear more from you, how can they do that and where can they go? Yeah, so they can find us across the social channels uh, at onmobibi. That's our handle. So that's O-N-M-O-B-I-B-I. And then on our website, mobibi.com, you can find our blog. Um, we got a couple of new things coming out. We're developing a creator marketplace. So if you are having uh, issues finding uh, people to help you with that frequency, we're um, going to be providing that as well with our platform. And um, you can follow myself on Twitter. It's Matt Stormone. That's my handle. And yeah, just um, check us out. And um, as a startup founder, the last thing I'll say is um, we're a community of people. And, and if, um, if we continue to help each other succeed, I think that's a great path forward. This isn't about beating everyone. It's about um, sharing knowledge amongst the group and the community and lifting everyone up together. Fantastic. I think that's a great message to conclude on. And thank you for joining me today, Matt. It has been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast to stay up to date with the latest PR and digital communications trends. You can also find numerous videos on our YouTube channel where we break down complex topics and the best tips to help you scale and grow your business. If you're ready to take your PR and digital communications to the next level, book a call with one of our growth consultants today. And that's not all. Exclusively for the loudspeaker listeners, receive an SEO assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge. Just go to publicize.co slash lspromo to book your call. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to having you here again soon.